Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. This platform is designed to empower women to join their faith and their works in order to live the courageous life for which God created them. So it's so fitting, so fitting that I would have with me my special guest, Dr. Shantae Barton Stubbs. I hope I got that name right, girl. I'm so excited to have her all the way from Florida, y'all. In addition to being a licensed therapist and author, she founded New Image Youth Center, also known as Good in the Hood, at 21 years old, a project she funded with $1,500, no less. Since then, her goal has has been to establish a refuge for vulnerable youth, and she serves no less than 100 youth annually. Please, 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 Shantae, introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community. Thank you so much, Dr. Mars. I appreciate the opportunity of being on the platform with you today. Yes, as you shared, I am Shantae Barton-Stubbs. I like to often tell people I am a homegirl at heart. Uh, I have not been able to make it this far without having the opportunity to be humble, but just having so many people to pour amazing things, pray for me and pushing me to be the best that I can be. So yes, I am the founder of a not-for-profit profit organization right here in Orlando, Florida, in the Paramore community known as the New Image Youth Center, aka the good in the hood. I am also a licensed therapist and I am also an author, but definitely most known for my work here in the Paramore community. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's going to be a pleasure to talk about your organization, to talk about the needs of your youth and your community, and to see how we can serve you because you have been serving others. But first, let's talk a little bit about the organization and get to know more about why New Image Youth Center at such a young age. You know what? So I really believe that uh, definitely was destined for me. Um, I was 21 trying to find out my why, trying to identify uh, who was I, trying to separate myself from being a PK kid. And I had these crazy dreams of moving to Hollywood. And Mm. so my parents were like, okay, um, hold up and first go to college. And once (laughs) college, then you can decide to do whatever it is you want to do. So it was during that time that I was trying to find my why. So I was going to school to be a SWAT team member under the criminal justice field. And actually, my father moved his church from the Winter Park community, which is known as like a well-rounded, family-oriented community, um, up to well-to-do people, you know, have it together, um, single-family homes and so forth, to what we would called like the ghetto or the hood and that was in the Paramore community and I hated everything about it at that time because I didn't understand why were we switching it and I knew about Paramore I had been in Paramore before actually attending church on several occasions for many years but I did not know really the dynamics of Paramore I didn't know the community itself I didn't know the people all I knew that it was um, probably stricken and Mm. so my dad is always, uh, has been one of my greatest supporters. So he invited me one day to kind of help him clean up the church building that we were going to be using 
uh, Dr. Jasmine, and it was actually considered condemned. So I'm talking about you're going from this nice plush building to a condemned building because he's saying the Lord sent him here, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there was this one day when I came to help him clean up, there were some kids who were playing in the middle of the street. One kid was pushing a grocery basket in the middle of the street, watching the car swerve because he had nothing to do. And before you knew it, I just kind of called out and I said, hey, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and the little boy came over and he gave me a cursing out like you would never believe. But the only thing I had in my dad's condemned building at that time was a game of Monopoly. Remember, we were just moving there. We were trying to get things in order and clean up and so forth. And I invited those kids inside, four kids, to play that one game of Monopoly. And that one game of Monopoly actually started the new and center. I did not know at the time that that's exactly what it was doing. But the next day, my dad called and said, hey, those kids you were with, they're back and they're asking for you. And I would take out that same game of Monopoly. I would go to the corner store and purchase snacks and the kids began to show up at that door every day oh my goodness talk about stepping right into purpose stepping right into your ministry I might say yes I'm telling you without me even having a chance to fight it right or (laughs) thinking what I was doing um the moment I began to see the kids were coming every day I still had a mindset to say well I don't know why these kids are coming but I'm going to show up Mm. and I was dedicated to just showing up in this condemned building with some of the same things that we were playing every day. I slowly began to use some of the money that I had saved to purchase like um, paint, to paint a little small area in my father's church, some board games and a Super Mario Brother game. This is 2004, right? So I was trying to give these kids like a little space that they can call their own. And these are things that I had like I thought every child had. I, I guess I didn't identify that kids were without some of the basics or things that I thought were almost necessity. And so it was at the beginning of that stage that the kids began to tell other kids and they began to just line up at this door. And that's exactly how the new image center started. Wow. Such a such a great story. So encouraging and heartwarming. So from that time until today, How have you been serving these youth? I know that you do much more than games and fun-filled activities. How else have you been serving these youth? So, of course, the process started. I identified that, you know, this might be like a not-for-profit. I had help along the way. I had a lot of stumbling blocks, of course. Um, I tell people all the time, one day I am going to have to sit down and do a tell-all book because (laughs) just the the journey along the chapters, the highs and the lows uh, have been amazing, but I know that it's also designed for someone else to be able to see the story and say, you know what, if she did it, I can too. And so um, there was a point when I identified, I did not want to mess up the kids. And I used the word screw up because I noticed that they had issues that I had never encountered before. I mean, these were like real life traumatic events. Mm. And trying to identify how would I be able to help these kids with me being so sheltered personally, but not knowing the right skills or not knowing um, what tools to use for the kids. So I went back to school and I became a mental health therapist. So in this process, I began to study child therapy, um, traumatic events and so forth to see how I would be able to help the kids that we serve. So throughout the years, I began to create programming that Uh, we would focus on and give our youth the opportunities to experience things that I thought and felt like every child should experience. Mm. And so from that, 
to this day, we still have our pillars created and our pillars are academic support, social development, health and wellness, crisis intervention, and social justice. So mm. all of the programs that we provide actually fall under one of these categories. Now, just because I mentioned the pillars don't mean that we've always had the pillars. As we begin to grow and mature, there were certain pillars that we created. One, for example, would be social justice, which was just created in 2020. When the entire world was in uproar, when George Floyd was having, uh, we were fighting and riding and and walking and marching for him. That's when we actually created the social justice pillar because we began to teach the kids how important it was for their voices to be heard. And that no matter how old or how young they were, they had an opportunity to do something about it. And so as we begin to grow, sometimes we identify that we do need to add a new component to what we're doing to stay fresh, number one, to stay trendy with the kids that we're serving, but also to always make sure that we're matching the energy of the community and we're not just doing something on our own. Oh, wow. So good. So good. So tell me a little bit about just how many youth you you served um, since you started. You said you served at least 100 youth. Do you have a total count of how many youth you've served over time? So no, I actually don't because when I first started, I didn't know that I was going to keep doing it. I thought it was Mm. just that I was doing to keep the kids busy. And so I do not have a total count, but what I can share with you is that most of our youth who start attending New Image at a young age, I'm talking kindergarten and first grade, they actually stay with us until graduation, until college, until life after high school. And so it's really such a heartfelt um, journey because you're literally helping raising these children. Mm. And People are, are, are constantly saying, I, I know that you taught this child that because they act just like you, or <laughs> I know they didn't have the opportunity to learn this anywhere else. And so we take it very serious of how and what we're pouring into our youth, because of course we know they are the future. Mm, for sure. For sure. So what are some of the greatest challenges some of these youth are facing? So number one, we just got to remember where we are located. So when we talk about the Paramore community, 10 years ago, Paramore uh, was on one of the worst community lists ever, meaning it was one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Florida. Mm. And this is beating out Miami. This is beating out other or uh, like other areas such as um, Paramore and so forth. So we're talking about everyday issues of you know, seeing high crime, right? Which Mm -hmm. may seem like a big deal to somebody, but it's not a big deal to them because they grow up seeing it. They, mm-hmm. they grow up hearing the gunshots at night. They, they're they the ones teaching me how to hit the ground or how to be careful or how to ignore a certain sound because I'm thinking it's a gunshot, but it's actually a fight, like a firework or something. Wow. I mean, these kids are so resilient to just uh, everyday things that we wouldn't think about. But then, wow. of course, let's dig a little deeper. You know, we had uh, in 2019, we had a mother who had eight children who died unexpectedly and didn't leave anything in place for her children. So they went from already being in a very tough situation wherein they did not have a home to going to not having a home and not having a mom and a dad. So, I mean, the situations definitely vary. And then of course, let's not diminish our everyday peer peer pressures, right? That we may have heard about with kids and so forth, but sometimes it's even elevated. So we're talking about children who um, uncles or 
our dads or family members are saying, you know, the only way out is to sell drugs, is to, you know, go this route. So we're constantly fighting against the evils of the world overall because you're trying to show them a different way. Mm. And sometimes if you can't do it faster than the world, then sometimes there's a possibility of you losing an individual, losing a child. And so that's why it's just so important for us to stay prayerful and making sure that uh, the avenues that God always allow us to present to the kids is something that is trendy, is something that they're with, but it's something that they also want to do. Wow, that's so good. Do you have any success stories for us to share with us? We do. We have several success stories, but one of the ones that come to mind. So actually, uh, my friend Brian, your husband, mm-hmm. uh, you will remember this. And I share this story because it's almost like a, a, a fairy tale. We were in Miami. We were giving the kids the opportunity to explore different areas. So it was spring break. So we went to Miami for spring break. And it was during this spring break that we actually received a phone call from one of our students' mom and who was reading the letter to let us know that he had actually got accepted into Morehouse. Now, Mm -hmm. the one who actually encouraged him to do the application and pay for his application for Morehouse. So you can imagine when we got this news, we went wild. We went crazy. We were so excited because he was going to be the first young man to leave Paramore in 15 years and make it to Morehouse. So when we got to Morehouse, Dr. Jasmine, let me tell you, his parents, (laughs) qualify for the student loan. So they were getting ready to send him back to the streets of Paramore. And we had to think we had to think quickly. So there was a $15,000 deficit. So what I ended up doing is signing his student loan. And to this day, I'm still on his student loan. Mm. But I Telling you that was uh, years ago, this young man, he did everything he needed to do. He graduated from Morehouse, but he did not stop there. He went on to Auburn University for his master's and his doctorate. He is now Dr. Bassey. And it doesn't even stop there. Three weeks ago, I was sitting on the front row at his wedding. So when we're talking about just watching a kid, like seeing the the strengths of him as a, a young kid and just pushing him to be the greatest value to himself and to his community, he has definitely done that. And so that's just one story, but stories, um, our levels of success don't always have to sound like that. Mm-hmm. We have success of individuals who kids who wanted to kill themselves and now they're actually creating goals for tomorrow or for their future and so again you know success looks different every day here at new women Youth center but we're always able to highlight the stories that we know um that we see on a daily basis wow that's such a great story almost brought a little tear to my eye i don't <laughs> even know the young man that's so great and i'm Thank sure you. you are definitely impacting the lives of these youth in ways you can you can't really even imagine you know the inside work that you're doing is probably of greater consequence wow that's so 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 great so where yeah. do you get the faith to do all that you do i certainly know that it's not been easy i certainly have seen your story and followed your story whether through my husband or through your social media posts the 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 ebbs and flows of new image youth center where (laughs) do you get your faith so my faith lies in the fact of i was 12 years old when um my former pastor who has since passed away Pastor Mary Kay Brisbane um, began to speak into my life Mm -hmm. and uh, her sister 
Um, Pastor Ham was also an individual who just would start speaking these things, right? Now, I didn't even want to work with children, so I didn't understand what they were saying, but I would hear them say that you're going to be a trailblazer, that what you do and what you create, other people are going to come to you to help them do the same thing, that you would never go without, that young people will come and they would trust you when they wouldn't trust anyone else. I could not understand this because this was so far from what I personally felt I wanted to do. But when I begin to have those hard days, I go back to those prophecies. I go back to the spoken word that God has given me to know that I am never alone. And then guess what? There's days, Dr. Jasmine, where I still fall apart. You know, and uh, to be honest with you, I believe that God sends certain people in my life at the right time to be the encouragement that I need. Sometimes it is my children. Sometimes, you know, it is them calling to say, hey, this is what I was able to do, or hey, I'm stopping by just to see you, or hey, thank you so much for what you've done. So my level of faith is sometimes created in the moments that I needed the most. So it's not like one direct thing. I personally have found faith in reading Bible scriptures and being reminded of who God is and mm. knowing that he's not going to bring me to this work and not complete it and not That's finish good. it. Sometimes I just, you know, it's just encouraging words from others. So uh, I am a, a believer, a very strong believer, and I look for the signs of God in everything that I do. So with me sharing that, um, my level of faith comes from different sources, honestly. It, it depends on the day. It depends on the situation. I am in a situation right now where I've never had to believe God so, so much. I've never had to believe him on this type of level. And when I want to fall apart, I'm reminded that, hey, 15 years ago, you know, he helped me with 10,000. So if I'm needing, you know, 2 million now, that's nothing for God. Because back then the 10,000 felt like 2 million. And so it's experiencing him in different levels, but it's also reminding myself of the journey and each step of the way that he has literally taken care of me. I'm reminded about the story in the Bible, how he would bring manna to them every day, right? He would make mm. sure that they would eat every day. That's good. And so it's things like that, that constantly remind me that, you know what? God is in control. And then on top of that, I'm serving his most precious jewels. And because of that, he's always going to make a way. So my level of faith, whew, some days I'm looking for it with like dark <laughs> glasses on, right? <laughs> some days I have my skates like looking for it. And then there's other days where it's literally is falling in my lap. So mm. I, I think that's the, I think it's important to like know your relationship with God. So you know what and how to look for him when he's trying to speak to you. Mm, I heard a preach on your voice. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I love, love, love how you effortlessly said my children. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love how you can feel the enthusiasm, not only that, the empathy, the support, and even the mothering spirit around you that you, that you serve. <laughs> so I'm definitely um, encouraged by all the work that you're doing. I'm in looking to figure out how um, I can support, and I'm sure there's some others out there who would love, love, love to support the work that you're doing. How can people support if they so choose? 
Yes, so we actually have a website, of course, um, financially is always amazing on the website at newimageyouth.org. But we also have other ways such as Amazon and uh, people love to come and volunteer. And if you're not locally, maybe there's something that you would like to do via Zoom or you would like to do a pen, become a pen pal with one of the kids. I always tell people don't limit your ideas of how you can help or how you can be a part because we have so many children with so many different needs um, that we can always be creative in how we make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, think about it. If you have children in your home or if you have nieces and nephews, the same things that they need, our youth needs. So I had one individual who met one of our little girls and for 10 years, she would just send her stuff. She would just send her a gift box, you know, every few months. And just seeing that little girl light up and knowing that her box was coming and things that she would receive in the box was just so overwhelming for her because it would be things that she always wanted or that she saw other people with. Mm. So, yeah. So just knowing that, hey, I'm always up for a discussion. Um, I love being creative with people. I love allowing our youth here in Paramore to know that there are people all around the world that believe in them and want to see them go far and that's some of the ways that we do it oh that's so good I think I love 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 to talk to you about just adopting maybe a high school girl or something to kind of support her as she seeks to transition from high school into a career path or whether it be through college or some other form of adulting but yeah I'm definitely you definitely have my support and I look forward to not only putting my money where my mouth is but also offering support in other ways so definitely 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 I would like all those global girls out there to support the work of Shantae she is definitely a global girl who is seeking to live out her multi-layered life with faith (laughs) know-how and grit y'all so let me tell let me um talk to you a little bit about if someone wants to open a nonprofit or do some mm-hmm. similar work in their community, what are some of your best suggestions? So actually, I have a book for this, too, and it's um, titled. Yeah, she so, better plug that book. <laughs> it's, it's titled, So You Think You Want to Start a Not-for-Profit, Let's Do Some Homework First. Mm. And the reason why I created that, because so many people look at the glamour of it all, right? And they're like, you know what, I want to do that. But I want you to also be aware that not-for-profit equates to being a business. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you are considered tax-exempt. Yes, you do get... Um, some things uh, a lot of people think that you get things free and that's not necessarily the case but there's a lot of work that goes behind it so people who are wanting to do a not-for-profit organization my thought is always to go ahead and start doing what you want to do in a very small level and start generating support let people see that you're serious about putting your own funds your own effort and your time into it whether it's volunteering whether it's being at a location whether it's a cause you believe in just begin to post and tell people what you believe in why you believe in that and as you begin to do that see who wants to jump on board who wants to join your efforts in making it better enhancing it and and so forth and just from there then you have some type of track record to get started with maybe even doing the paperwork your state paperwork of becoming a 501c3 and so you just want to make sure 
that you're wholeheartedly into it because having a 501c3 does equate to having a business. You're still expected to file paperwork every year. You're still expected to uh, do your receipts and to make sure that you're bookkeeping and maintaining everything that's expected just as you will with the business. Mm, so, so, so good advice. I, I too, I used to run a, a girl uh, organization called Emerging Young Ladies that serve girls from seven to seven, eight, seven to 17, the Baltimore area. And I definitely know all the, the work that goes into leading a nonprofit as well as mm-hmm. the programming and all the other details surrounding that organization. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those tidbits. So as definitely. we begin to wrap up this conversation, I just have a few more questions for you. When I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? Well, you know, <laughs> Actually, when we say girls go global, I'm thinking about the avenue of not letting anything stop you, not having limitations. You know, our biggest fight sometimes is in our mind because we're thinking that we're not capable or that we're not ready or that we're not suited for whatever it is. But whatever it is you're doing, do it with the spirit of excellence. And that means don't allow anything else to stop you. So, yeah, you may be starting off local. Yeah, you may be sharing your story now to just one or two, but there's so much more in use. So just going global doesn't necessarily mean just going around the world, but it's just meaning being open to the next level of things and Mm -hmm. allowing it to happen. I think that's been a process of what I've done here at New Image, of course, just starting off here at one location. And then recently we just started with our mobile bus act our mobile bus is the activity bus and we're calling it bringing our good to other hoods. Oh I love that. It's allowing us to further reach more youth because so many more youth are lost and they're needing programs like New Image Have. So now we're branching out to do that. So no, we're not necessarily global with what we're doing, but we're reaching more than our original address and we're reaching beyond our doors. And so that's the process of going global because you're allowing yourself, you know it, and no longer limiting what I'm capable of doing, but I'm taking it to the world. Oh, that's so good. And I love, love, love bringing our good to the hood. That's dope. Yes. Thank I you. I saw the images on social, but I wasn't sure exactly what um it all meant. But that's so good. It's so creative. And you are that trailblazer. Oh, look at the Thank prophecy you. coming to pass. I look love at that. It coming to, I'm living in it right now, honey. That's why when you were just asking that question, I was like, you know, my faith comes at different times, at different points, because um, God will thrush you and he'll, he'll make things happen. So mm-hmm. we're so excited because in Orlando, we have other hoods just like Paramore, as I shared. And so now we're serving three other hoods besides Paramore through the Activity Mobile Bus. That's so dope. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Well, 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 this has been a great, great conversation. If people want to connect with you, how can they do so? Definitely. So again, we do have our website at newimageyouth.org. We also have all of our social media pages and they're at New Image Youth. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Me personally can also be found on those avenues as well. And it's at Shante Barton Stubbs. So any of those avenues, you should be able to connect with us. Well, 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 thank you, Shante, for talking to me today. I've loved this conversation. And again, I look forward to supporting and I look forward to hearing about all the others that support you as well. I look forward to all that you will do now and in the future. 
And next time I'm in Florida, I'm going to make sure me and my husband connect with you. I want to connect in person because we haven't seen each other since 2019. Oh, my goodness. Look what the (laughs) pandemic did to us all. Kept us all separated. But I'm glad that I had an opportunity to have a little girl chat with you today to learn more about you as well as ways that I can personally support you. So this has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. I love to hear what you've been thinking about the content. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And girl, don't forget to go global.